Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Kinderis Pictures Podcast, whether you're on Switch, whether you're on YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all those other places. I'm your host, Adrian Warren, and this is the eighth episode of the Kinderis Pictures Podcast. Thank y'all so much for arriving me these last few months. So before I dive in, I want to make a couple of announcements. Um, first, don't forget that the 10th episode will be the last episode of season one. If you're interested in learning more about Kendaris Pictures, the podcast, just visit www.kendarispictures, K-I-N-D-A-R-I-S, pictures.com. You'll find information about the podcast, the film company, everything you need to know. And second announcement, so Twitch and YouTube viewers, you guys are getting a special treat today. Um, listeners on Anchor and, Pod, and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, you guys are missing out. If you are not subscribed on YouTube or Twitch, you are missing out. So look what came in today. <laughs> I was actually surprised by how fast it was printed and how fast it came out. So this is, I don't know, let me see how it looks in my camera. Okay, so... This is a mug, Kendaris Pictures mug. Um, so I am selling merchandise on Spreadshirt. So you will go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash Kendaris Pictures. So if you ever want to make any type of donation or contribution to Kendaris Pictures, the podcast, you could do so by, again, going to the website. You can either make a monetary donation or you can buy some merchandise. So I have mugs. This is the white mug. Then there's the full color mug. Um... There's one in red, blue, and black. I wouldn't recommend getting the black because you can't see the logo on there. And then there's like a mason jar. I'm sorry. I know my podcast listeners are going to be like, what? So I got a wig on, y'all, <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to it. So the viewers can see it, but y'all can't see it if you're listening. And it's like hitting against <laughs> my um, headpiece. Matter of fact, let me lift it up a little bit. So anyway, yeah, I got mugs. I have buttons. And um, mason jar glassware, you know, the mason jar with the handle on it and the straw inside of it. So I have those on the um, website for or the merchandise website. So if you ever want to make a contribution to this podcast, to the film company, then you can do so by purchasing something or just making a simple monetary donation. So before we jump into this episode, which is going to be very brief, uh, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Okay, and we're back, everyone. So, in this episode, I'm pushing the timeline up a little bit. So, this show, I've kind of stuck to, like, people, movies, places, events that took place mostly in the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s. But today, what I want to do is push us a little bit further into the second half of the 20th century, more so the 1960s. So, I am going to be sharing a little-known movie casting facts so let's let's set the scene so the year is 1961 the twist you know chubby checker song it was originally written by somebody else and recorded by somebody else i can't hank somebody i know there's somebody famous but you know i'm just like you know the chubby checker version is the one i know so this is when all of that is going on everybody has like a million different versions of the twist you got the twist, twist on Monday, and me and my mama doing the twist, all types of stuff like that. So um, the song and the dance craze, as they call it, is so popular that there was even a New York nightclub dedicated to this dance. So this nightclub was called the Peppermint Lounge. 
So the pop group Joey D and the Starlighters, they were the house band at the Peppermint Lounge. And then they had three teenage girls, Veronica, her big sister Estelle, and their little cousin Nedra. They were the in-house dancers. They actually weren't supposed to be the dancers. They were all underage, <laughs> but they showed up to the club with like with a cigarette in their mouth or cigarettes in their mouths and their hair done and makeup on. And the club owner mistook them for um, for the dancers that were supposed to be there. And when he told them, he was like, oh, you guys are late or whatever. And Estelle was ready to be like, no, we're not the dancers. And of course, Veronica, <laughs> Leo, she was just like, no, sis, stop it. We're coming in. <laughs> so they went in. High school girls were became the in-house dancers at the Pepper, Peppermint Lounge. So. At the time, they were known as Ronnie and the Relatives, but shortly after, as dancers and as recording artists, they became known as the Ronettes. So if the, if you're watching me on YouTube, you see I have this big smile on my face because the Ronettes are like my favorite. I, oh, I usually say one of my favorite music groups of all time, but but I think they're probably my favorite because of what they did for music and for the girl group, especially in the 1960s. But we're not going to talk about that. We are talking about movies. So, um, so Joey D, he was so like enamored with the Ronettes that when he and the Starlighters, when they had an opportunity to um, star in a film, it was a semi-autobiographical film about themselves. He wanted them to play their girlfriends. So <laughs> before I even go any further, y'all already know where this is about to go. <laughs> so, Ronnie Spector, um, then known as Veronica Bennett, she talked about this in her autobiography. So her autobiography is called Be My Baby, How I Survived Mascara, Miniskirts, and Madness. So she didn't mention the name of the movie, but Joey D and the Starlighters, they were only in two movies. So if you look at the timeline of when she's talking about this event, it's more than likely their first movie that they were supposed to be in. And that's called Hey, Let's Twist. And it's actually on YouTube it was a B movie. Um, yeah. That doesn't look like it's been restored or preserved in any kind of way. So here's the funny thing. So in her autobiography, Ronnie Spector, she said the casting director, he came and saw them and he looked at them. This is what threw me off when I read this and when I went back to reading. He did not cast them because they were black. He didn't cast them because they were too light to look black and too dark to look white and that was going to confuse the audience now what audience he was talking about i don't know because and i think this was definitely a thing when the ronettes came out like people didn't know whether they were black or white or latina or whatever and i look at pictures and i'm just like okay they're definitely black like <laughs> i mean obviously mixed but you know there's no confusion for me but that's just me you know but i know back in the day like even in her autobiography she talks about there was some confusion but you know i'm just like but that was very strange to me that you know the casting director he was just like no it's uh, presumably it's not because y'all are black but it's because we can't figure out what you are and we don't want to confuse the audience and i'm just like okay i guess so of course they're like what i don't even think any of them were even 20 years old yet barely even 19 yet so of course this was just like sad for them and she did mention that they were actually extras in the movies but of course white women played the girlfriends so if you happen to see um hey let's twist the movie 
you now know that the women who are playing their girlfriends or the characters that were supposed to be their girlfriends, Joey D really wanted the Ronettes to play their girlfriends. But you know, 1961, that wasn't about to happen. So that's the episode. That's it's very brief. This episode, I was just so excited to share that information with you all. I hope Ronnie Spector sees this one day and sees how much I'm all giddy over her, or hears this and hears how much I'm I love her, and just can hear the smile in my voice. But Ronettes, they never they were never in a movie. You would think so in the 1960s. This is that's when everybody was doing musicals. All the pop groups had. If they weren't in their own movies, they were making appearances in movies. Even James Brown was in a beach movie. He was like 40 years old <laughs> in one of the own um, beach movies. And but that didn't happen for them. But I mean, two years after that, they recorded and released one of to me, it's the greatest song in pop music history. Like even if you aren't familiar with the Ronettes as like women, as um, artists, in the industry when you hear be my baby about to come on like when you hear that drum beat in the beginning you know what's about to come on and to me that is that song is just quintessential pop music no matter what decade the sound of the 60s absolutely but to me changed everything so i'm not gonna gush over the ronettes for the rest of this episode that's it that is the episode thank y'all so much for tuning in this episode will be available on podcast platforms on sunday they use well they always go up sunday at 11 a.m i post it on anchor and then it goes to apple podcast google podcast stitcher and a few other places pretty much anywhere that you will listen to podcasts and we're going to record the ninth episode on twitch on wednesday september 11th nine seven o'clock seven o'clock is going to be the time p.m eastern standard time so i hope to see y'all there and i hope to catch y'all then so listeners viewers thank you see y'all next time